Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the... And welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am uh, the infamous Jay. What clone number? What clone are you? You're getting the real deal. No, I'm not. Don't lie to me. This is the real one. I'm going to hit you with this coaster. This is, don't do that. You'll you'll destroy my mainframe. (laughs) The coasters in the studio are all ceramic. Right. They're not paper. Please don't do that. If anybody ever hears a like something slam across, it's either a pen or a coaster. Or my skull. All right. All right. Well, it's funny it's funny you mentioned mainframe for today's episode topic. Uh oh. But we'll get to that in a second. This is another out there topic though, by the way. So everybody knows. Done. Everybody, you guys really seem to enjoy the Angels in the Cornfield episode. I'm glad that was one, you know, it was a little I wasn't sure how it was gonna be received. You're right, yeah. But as far as I've only gotten positive feedback from it, so I'm oh, glad good. you guys enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, but moving on, Paranormality Magazine. We're affiliates. Use our link below. Uh, we get a kickback from that when you guys buy anything from it. It's a great magazine. Uh, I know uh, Chaz really wants us to start writing articles for it. Uh, so oh, that wow. may be this winter's, one of our winner's projects. Projects? Okay, cool. Um, it just We've been really, really busy. Yeah. But he keeps asking for them, so we're going to try to deliver. All right. Uh, YouTube, the documentary came out a couple weeks ago. It's been, it was great. Uh, you guys loved it. It got, as far as I know, I think five or 600 people watched it in the first couple days. That's awesome. Which is insane to me. Yeah. Thank you guys. Positive feedback. It was all you guys put it on. Uh, speaking of that though, we're starting work on our next really big documentary. So we've, me and Jay have kind of been discussing about splitting kind of what we want to do with the documentary series into smaller bite-sized ones and some larger production ones. Our next big one, I don't want to, it's hard to not ruin the surprise without, because I need to ask for help. Okay. So if you have anybody, and we know, we did the episode on hyenas a while back in the U.S. If you have have heard of any hyena sightings, or you have had a hyena sighting in the Midwest, in Appalachian area, please reach out to us. 
we have a special project we're working on, and we'd like your help. That's right. All right. Uh, next big thing, Spotify's having all kinds of weird issues. Yeah, so if you're seeing, like, if our stuff's repeating on you, what else was it? Like, sound changing, like, our voices changing. That's not us. Yeah, it's Spotify. So let them know, like, if it's happening on our show or I guess any other you're listening to, if you're having issues, like, with those things in particular, just, I don't know if you how to message Spotify I, or, but... I messaged them for our end of it, but it's nothing on our end Right, the problem. Yeah. So we can't, so we that's, can't I just want to let everybody knows that that is a Spotify issue, not our issue. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody's clear. Uh, the voicemail service is SpeakerPipe. It's below. Uh, please use it. You've That's where we've been getting some of the Wednesday episodes. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun, and we've even gotten some... Fun voicemails. Yeah. Speaking of which, we we're going to play one. We received this one recently. Now, let me make sure. I think if I just hit play, we're good. Yep. Hey, you, critics of the corn. This is Aloysius Hulan of the Dogman Syndicate. Just call in to see how things are going. And if you've seen any more of those hyenas, that is the best episode and I hope that you come out with Hyenas Part 2, Legend of Curly's Gold. Well, Critters is corn. I'll be seeing you later. Bye. Okay, I, I let me just comment on that real quick because it's very funny. I don't, we don't know who sent it. It was no sent idea. by Anonymous. I blame several other people, and <laughs> everybody's like, what are you talking about? But the Legends of Curly's... City Slickers 2 reference was nice in there. Um, he sounded like hyenas. Mm. He sounded like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. And then I just like how he finished it off with a... Bye. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that stuff's hilarious. Please it's, send us fun stuff. Like, that's great. It made us laugh, so please, everybody, yeah. use it. We're paying money for it, so use the service. Uh, P.O. Box, if you guys want to send us stuff, and a lot of you guys have sent us stuff, if you want to send fan mail, you want to send art for the new studio, if you're an artist and you want to send us something, please do. We we greatly enjoy it. Anything like that, it's P.O. Box 75, Ada, Ohio, 45810. Once again, P.O. Box 75, Ada, Ohio, 45810. Check the show notes. Check the show notes below. Merch, merch website. We have the summer shirts available, and people started buying the summer shirts. Yep. Uh, so people are enjoying that. It's. I think the Oceanic Crocodile is winning dramatically. Really? Over the spider? Over the spider. The ice spiders? Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, come on. Come on, guys. Let's get the ice spiders back up to the Oceanic Croc. That one's... I, I like that one better, personally. I think that's but, my personal favorite. Yeah. But, hey, to each their own, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, conferences. So we just had Squonk. Uh, this previous week, and we super enjoyed it. Thank you, everybody that we met and we're hanging out with. We haven't been there yet, so I That's can't give out name yeah. that name shout outs. Yeah, check our YouTube. Just pick. Uh, never mind. Check our YouTube. We probably put out a video from Squonk Palooza. All right. Glad we're making promises for the future. I said probably. Uh, Hocking Hills is our next speaking in, uh, engagement, and that is. Do you remember what weekend? Uh, it's the last weekend of. Uh, September, correct? Second to last or last weekend? Oh, gosh. It's you, like, you snuck up on me with I this. Know. I didn't know you were going to bring this one up. Why I, wouldn't I bring this one up? I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of assumed you weren't, I guess. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so it's the uh, the 23rd of September. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be speaking. 
Uh, come out, hang out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a charity event, so spend lots of money, especially on the charity, like all the charity stuffs. Right. Uh, it's it's put on awesome. by B-Mills. She yep. does an amazing work. Yep. Big Brothers, Big Sisters. It, yeah. It's really, really... We did it last year. It's really, really fun. It's a fun weekend. I'll yeah. tell you that. And we had a ball with everybody. It was and it's up close and personal with very everybody. Very small event. At, yeah. So it's like limited tickets. That's why I enjoyed those smaller events just mm-hmm. as so much as I enjoy the bigger ones because like Jay's saying, it's... Very intimate. And you get to hang out with you guys. You just sit there and hang out all night. Like, and we're camp. Are we camping again? Yes. And we're camping in tents. Well, we'll be in a cabin. Oh, okay. But we'll be on the property. Gotcha. Just okay. because of the baby. Oh, that's right. Duh. Last Otherwise, year, we would be. Yeah. Last year we did it in tents. Yeah. And last year Emily was just barely pregnant. Yeah, that's right. Time's flying. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. What's next? And then, uh, our event, Forty and Airwaves. Yeah, the- Forty and Airwaves, guys. Uh, I mean, it's. We're sold a lot of tickets so far, so get them while you still can. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's October. Uh, oh gosh. Now it's it's six, six seven, seven eighth. eighth. Okay. Yes. Yeah, six to the eighth. I can remember that. Um, it's gonna be Podcast a great time. Panel speaking. Yes. Hangouts. Pancake breakfast. Yeah. If you want to meet us or any of the other podcasts in the group, I mean, listen to our last episodes. We name them all off. Uh, check the show notes below. Go to our Facebook page. Check it out. It's gonna be an awesome event. If you want to meet or talk to or ask questions to your favorite podcasters. That's the and in person, that's the main thing. This is the event for you. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we'll probably give away like a vial of Jay's hair or something like that. Something will happen. Uh, uh Crypticon, we're not going to get too much into that, but that's the end of the year. That's in November, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there. It's going to be fun. Come to these conferences or shows, let us know. We try to learn faces and names before you guys get there. Yep. Uh, yeah, it doesn't always work, but I, I do decently sometimes, at least faces. Uh, all right. Now for some new reviews. All right. Dat Boy Connor says, a nice mix of spooky and science. My family and I met you guys this past weekend at Hockey House Bigfoot Festival. I haven't added a new paranormal podcast to my feed in quite a while, but I love you guys and what you're doing. We absolutely love the Ohio Dogman Werewolf episode and the Giant Ozark Centipede episode. Oh, wow. I really respect the scientific background and knowledge y'all have. It's nice to learn a little something while listening to the spooky stories. That's awesome. Thank you, Dat Boy. And then Trollbach, Oklahoma, or Oki. Uh, Cryptus the Corn Changing the Face of the Genre is the title. Mm. It's truly make or a truly new take on the Cryptid Paranormal podcast format. This program is a marvelous or has marvelous co-host. It examines current and historical phenomena and it actually does its best to solve these mysteries surrounding these events that are created these, these legends. Wow. I'm gonna Thank you, out. Bob. Yeah, I was just gonna let him Bob. Thank you, Bob. Uh Arnoldist, percentage percentage. Arnoldus, Arnoldus, okay. percentage percentage. It's just a great time. Just a great time. Short and simple. Great show. Started listening from the start. Really great topics and fun uh, combination of biology, fantasy, and conspiracy. Keep it up, chaps. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thank you. New Patreon member. New Patreon member. Jason Layfield. Jason, welcome. Welcome, Jason. Welcome to the cult. All right. Now, are you ready for what we're talking about? Do you remember what we're talking about at all? I do. Consciousness. Yeah. I'm consciously aware of what... <laughs> We were going to discuss today. So this is a weird one. I'm gonna. I got a good mix of the paranormal and the science and philosophy. It. I kind of think it all rolls into one. It's. It's very. This is a hard thing for science to rationalize, mm-hmm. which is fun for me. Yeah. That because it, it's just like it's one you, of these things that exist. How do you quantify? You can't quantify. Like black holes it. are the other way around until re- relatively recently. Okay. That we had the math to show that there's something like that should exist. 
Right. And then we found it. Gotcha. Vice versa, this exists, and we haven't figured out the math to prove it. Right. You can't. We don't have a picture of it. It's weird. Yeah. Unless you believe in auras. Oh, yeah, I guess Which we'll get to there. We'll get to that kind of stuff towards the end. Okay. So first, we're just going to talk about philosophy. Where We talked about this on a live stream a while ago. Where in your body do you feel your soul is, Jay? I I feel right behind my eyes, in my head. Now, I do, too. Yeah. Like, when everybody at home take this opportunity, and you can email us, or you can message us on Facebook, or I may even start a Facebook thread next Monday when this comes out. Ooh. Where, because I'm really curious, because me and Jay have a similar opinion, but I've talked to a lot of people about this. And they had different. And it's very different, and it's different across the board. Yeah. Uh, It's a very interesting concept. I wonder if it depends on what archetype you are. I don't know. I really think it's because your soul. Your body and your soul are very different. In the Bible, it talks about that, but other religions, it talks about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, it comes down to that, that you're inhabiting an animal, a essentially. Yeah. A meat a meat sack, perhaps. A meat sack, suit, whatever suit, he calls yeah, it. Yeah, I was trying to say both, I think. Uh, <laughs> meat sack. Now, though, so that's that thing. So a lot of people say they feel it in their chest, they feel it in the back of their head. There's even a few people that have the third person feel. Right, yeah. They're kind of behind themselves or up above themselves. Above them, yeah. Uh, and there's even like extreme ones where they feel themselves in their hands. And that's, you know, hmm. but it's it's very different. And it, I don't think any of them are wrong. It's just very, it's everybody's different. Now, when you feel connection to somebody, if you had to close your eyes and you visualize your own soul or where you feel you're at, Mm-hmm. How do you view yourself as connected to somebody? Uh, what do you mean? It's very hard to think to kind of wrap your head around. Yeah. So a long time ago as a little kid, I kind of, it's weird. I had this idea that the soul was basically kind of looked like a big gelatinous, almost like a jellyfish. Like a amoeba? Yeah. Okay. And it had strings coming out of it connected to the people I really cared about. Hmm. And... It's and I don't know where that idea came from. I was probably eight, and uh, recently I heard the exact same thing explained to me by a psychology professor. Hmm. And uh, many people feel that same way, and it's this kind of. But it's weird that it's one of these human things that we all come to the same kind of conclusion. Yeah, to where that's at least a subset of people view yep. themselves as that. Yeah, and that when you, those strings are cut, that's you right, you know, leaving that person or that you know whatever hardships happen and you kind of close yourself off to it right yeah what do you think like how do you do you view anything like that huh, i never really thought about that before though but it's it's funny when you're a kid like the things you actually if you can recall the things you thought of it, as a kid it's pretty wild sometimes. because it's real it's unfiltered yeah. it's untainted because i remember it's like just some stuff when i was a kid like thoughts i had and then like looking back it's like what how did i even come to that back then when i was like 10 i don't know weird just weird stuff especially when it involves like you know the meat not in the meaning of life but like how life works the question why things happen you know stuff like that you come to conclusions as a kid and it's just odd but do you have any like um any feelings about that i i can i think we do think we all are connected through our you know through thoughts and things like that Ooh. so hitting on one of my tail end ones already what that we're all one Kinda, all, which I believe that I do believe that it just sounds goofy to say because it's been so. Uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Almost like it's been overused so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to even put a uh, like a pinpoint meaning on that saying we are all one. But I do think we all 
at the end of the day are one, I don't know, big form of consciousness, like the collective consciousness. So with your the thought of your being, your consciousness being like its own little bubble, then having these tendrils reaching out to everyone else, almost like it makes me think of uh, uh, brain nerves and vessels, or what Ooh, are they called? That's brain. a really... Brain cells. Brain I mean, cells, it's yeah. It's brain cells. Where other synapses endings. are all connected yeah. to each other. That's a very good way of putting it. It's kind of how I envision that. Or like a large fungal colony. Ooh, which also mimics that same... Is your brain... What if our brains are just mushrooms this whole time? There is a theory we'll get to oh, that we are actually the fruiting bodies of an ancient fungal species. And our brain could be the fungal colony? Like the individual node. Mm. And mm. what people are considering the, the collective consciousness is actually what would be the hive mind. The the the, the all the fungus. The one fungus, yeah. We'll Miss get to there. We're on philosophy for now. Yeah, right, 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 right. Right, just philosophy. Stick to there. But yeah, what do you have any more insights into the kind of the philosophy of consciousness? It's a hard thing for to, anybody. To talk about, yeah. Because yeah. you can't like personify or you can't put a it's like i don't know talking it's, about the it's wind self. it's yeah. self it's in it's not even i think the wind is you like we can see the can wind f- well like, you can I feel can, it you I can, can see put its effects a, a me- yeah i can put yeah. a measuring device out there right there's nothing with consciousness no what? nerve ending firing. No, there, there is though kind of what maybe it's not consciousness it's just the observer never mind i was gonna say that double slit experiment it's so kind that's of the universe reacting to a presence right i don't think it's the other way around I think if a bird was watching it, the same thing would happen. Ooh, now that's that, bring, so, let's bring that up though, because that's kind of I the next thing I had with philosophy. Yeah, is this an argument with animals? See, uh, what that would actually be a really good experiment—the double slit experiment. Mm-hmm. What if you did make a a bird, a squirrel? Explain what the double. Okay, a double slit experiment. When they shot, they took this. Little plate. I believe it was gamma rays. I think it was just they said photon. It may have been photons. And individual photons. So which I don't understand. Two slits. I don't understand what a photon necessarily it's a light is. Light particle. Right. So how do you collect a, like a physical light particle? I don't know. It's just weird. They can make guns that do it. Okay. But it's it's kind of like it's just a that, laser. That was just always odd to me. Like when I sat down and actually thought about it. But uh, a double, what the experiment is, is they had a plate and it has these two individual tiny little slits that basically would allow, you know, it's wide enough to allow photon to pass through, but there's two of them. So it can go through one or the other or neither. So, and then there was a, a, a board behind, behind it that received the data that received wherever that light particle went through, it, it left a mark mm-hmm. on that board. And so then they shot, you know, hundreds you know hundreds of thousands i don't know the exact millions lots a lot and uh so it created a pattern behind it so what What you would expect when you were watching it it did exactly what you expected yes you would imagine fell through the slits yep the two slits there was only those two spots so when it but when it wasn't um physically observed and they just ran the experiment and then checked the results later it wasn't just through those two slits. It was like almost like a wave particle rather than a physical particle. It did. So it hit like I believe it was five slits. It looked like there was five slits there. Yeah, it was like the. It was like the. There was like some parts where it was now, much more pronounced, and then other areas where there was less. But it was almost like a a, a wave went through rather than an individual. So shot. that is something we'll talk about here in a bit. Also, is that consciousness affecting reality? Right. Yeah. So that's. I think that was kind of the goal of this experiment. Was well, they seen. 
they did the experiment first without observing. Then they noticed that wave pattern. They thought, okay, this is weird. Let's measure it and watch it happen so we can see how this is working. And then when they watched it, it reacted as how they predicted before. So it changed upon being observed. Yes. So the observer effect. To, to your comment earlier, though, I was that would be really curious though. It, to put like an animal in that same room to observe it, even though it doesn't know what it's observing, but although it's just there to observe, I wonder if uh, the effect would change. Because if it doesn't know what it's observing, even though it's still observing, I wonder if that would still change the outcome. You know what I mean? Right. I, I feel like they did put an animal. I thought. I thought. I swear they used a dog. Oh, I, I'd have to look into that. I never thought about. That. And I think it did the same thing. Hmm. And I think it. I mean, it could be a symbol of the present as the electric field that we're producing. True, yeah. There could be a lot of explanations, I guess, for it. But well, there's life in the air as well. Like, so it's yeah. like, it's not reacting to that life, right? No, because Eric, it's just only when being observed is that. But like you said, is it an electromagnetic thing? It could be. Like no, that yeah, just changed. Yeah, we just don't. Know. We don't know. It is it. It does. But then, does our consciousness affect it? You know, we don't know how powerful we don't know the the range of our consciousness, like what it actually affects, uh, you know, in the physical world, especially, especially the physical world. I mean, yeah, the, the spiritual world, our consciousness affects a lot, I believe. Are they any different? I think they both kind of coexist. I think they're different, but they both inhabit the same space. We'll get to that. Right. That's it's a, all it's all balance have at the end. It's all a balance in life. And. I was just going to say, for example, uh, like having uh, your con- – like being in a positive frame of mind. Like let's say you're going through – which we both have experienced it in our families, like in our lives. Someone going through a canceled battle, cancer mm-hmm. battle. You know, if they have a positive frame of mind, it seems like a better – I've been in a cancer ward for a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, and it's 100% right. Yeah. I will tell you this, and there's no scientific data to back this up, and I'm sp- only speaking from my experience. There's not from everybody else's experience, from what I witnessed being in the cancer ward with my mother often. The people that had, and it may be all down to diagnosis, you know, if you're told you're terminal. Yeah. But, Grandpa, we'll get to that. That's a good point. You, you just had a really good note. Uh, that the people that had a really good outlook, a lot of those guys survived a lot more regularly. Yeah, and then the people that came into it in the most like some of them didn't have like extreme like my mom had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh-huh. which is a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah, coin flip. You know, bone cancer is definitely more of a death sentence. You know, pancreatic cancer. Yeah, and, yeah those like, are pretty bad ones. So it just depends really on your type of cancer. You know, mm-hmm. but mom's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for women is just as easily a death sentence as it isn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, it really is a coin flip to who survives and stuff like that. My mom did extremely well. Uh, don't get me wrong. She had a lot of, it was a long haul. Yeah. Cancer's never easy. But, uh, a lot of people that had these positive outlooks and they, they had, they had stuff and even the hospital had stuff in the cancer ward to improve people's moods and mm-hmm. try to keep their spirits up. And a lot of those get survived. And then, but you could see the people that were done yeah. and they would die like mm-hmm. in days or a week or two weeks. Yeah. And people we'd been talking to and then when they gave up fighting, they were done. Yeah. So who knows if that's the animal side of the biology or not. So with grandpa, like what I guess what I meant with the animal side of biology is the animal will to survive. Okay. Yeah, or I was consciousness ask you. keeping Prevail- you alive. Prevailing, yeah. yeah. I don't know which side of it it is. Because animals, I mean, if you look, animals are tough. 
Oh, we yeah. are animals. Oh, we've seen a you've seen that photo of like a deer that's had like half its back blown off, mm-hmm. and it's just strolling through the woods mm-hmm. like it's caught on trail cams. Like animals are tough. Has a big muscle laying off its side, and still Luke got a deer one year. Uh, that as we started to process, it had a full arrow inside of it, and it was just nothing but green goo. Oh, and oh. it had been alive since last season previous. Oh gosh. And yeah, obviously we didn't eat. Anything no, of that deer. no. But it was just to show you how tough they were. Didn't no problems. Didn't act like it was. Uh, there's that guy though that's still like. I, I shot deer. that deer. Yeah, I shot that deer. I know I shot <laughs> it's the deer. Gone. It literally disappeared. No, it lived. It lived. With Luke's elk, they didn't believe that he shot it either, and yeah. they, they they made him track it down and they found it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, he didn't. He missed because it, it didn't act right. Right. Now Luke did a perfect double lung shot on it. It was. That's it was why. just resilient. Yeah, yeah. And, there, and it ran like two miles. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, for Grandpa, uh, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer three times. Yeah, that's it's a lot. And every time, it was just like, well, we still got to go ice fishing. Like ice, he's like, I pretty much every time I still have stuff to do. Yeah. And he got over it every time, besides the last one. But the last one, I mean, without getting too graphic or sad or whatever. Uh, like his spinal column was starting to collapse and his hip, like his hip dissolved Dang. and he was still ice fishing. Yeah. He ice fished till the day he died. Like That's literally awesome. the day, the next day he died, he was out in the ice the whole day before. Oh really? That's yeah. awesome. And it just is crazy. Like, is that consciousness or is that animalistic? Hmm. It's, I don't the, know. I don't know either. Uh, I, I, That's a good question. I think there's a good argument for either side. Right, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I don't know. I really don't know. I think if you asked me any given day, I'd probably have a different answer for you. But, but I, that's kind of the balance of life, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but animal consciousness is kind of a weird thing. Humans have a hard time of personifying consciousness on other animals. Right. Uh, there's even like semi-states of consciousness or semi-sentient that's the word that's used for animals in us is sentient, sentient beings. Okay. That means understanding self, essentially. Yeah. I think sentientship or consciousness goes way down the animal kingdom, a lot farther than people want to realize. And the reason is, is we eat a lot of those animals. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't eat those animals. Believe me, I eat a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's a way for humans to justify and feel more superior in predating Upon those animals. By saying they have a... Uh, they don't have consciousness. Right, yeah. Like, lobsters don't feel pain. They do. I don't care what anybody tells you. Lobsters Just, have a central nerve system. They feel pain. I, As a little kid, I argued that. Yeah. Like being at Red Lobster. And yeah. Grandpa's trying to tell Grandma that, no, they don't feel pain. And I'm like, no, they have a central nerve system. They feel... They feel everything. I'm sure he was just like... I was a very popular kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Just shut up, kid. And pigs are hyper-intelligent. <laughs> yeah. But I eat pork. And it just... I think it's that's the big disconnect with understanding consciousness in other animals. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these animals have language, have social structures. Uh, and a lot of the language isn't based upon sound or words like ours is. Right. Body movements. Uh, cephalopods. Color. Right. Yep. Texture movements mm-hmm. it's all very it's very direct to that mm-hmm. that's a form of sentientship that's a form of consciousness oh for sure yeah i agree so, so when you ask yourself as an animal conscious as far as what we're talking about here today is it does it understand itself as an individual right hmm. i mean you can even expand it past animals even plants 
Like it's they no, even have let's not talk about that. Okay. Saving that for later? Yeah. Okay. We actually are working on trying to get another b- big podcast on to do an episode about sentientship with plants. Okay. Uh because that's a, you're 100% right. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. I just like I the think the guy that gave his his plant a tentacle and a knife. Yeah. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah. He hooked up to a ro- like these little electrodes and, and a robot it. arm. Yeah. Cuz he it could it swat at him every time he got close. <laughs> So funny. Water. so funny it's it's crazy though but it's mm-hmm. it's awesome uh now <laughs> i'm just thinking like a snake plant like a you know well just normal house plant and you're just walking by and it has a knife like <laughs> like to stab you. To stab you. you're walking by like a cat that swipes at you when you walk by and you're not this is gonna be a long episode <laughs> it's just uh, funny to me consciousness in psychology written by okay kendra Cherry, Ooh. master's. Now she has a master's degree. And she just did this nice article kind of breaking down consciousness on a level that everybody can understand. Okay. Consciousness, there's various states of consciousness. And this is as far as psychology, current psychology is concerned. Hallucinations, dreams, hypnosis, meditation, sleep. Uh, and then also states in, in, are induced by psychoactive drugs. mm so, and then there's the, those are the various states of consciousness besides us, like besides just re- normal, how you operate. Yeah. These are all considered states of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So when you hear people talk about altered consciousness, this is what they're talking about. So even something as simple as dreams and meditation and sleep are hmm. different forms of consciousness. Okay. Meditation's always been weird for me. It, it's, it's odd. And it's in every major religion. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's just, I still don't know what. I do know what it means, but at the same time, at the end of the day, I don't. So there's altered types of consciousness as well, including a coma, confusion, delirium, disassociationism, legathery, and sturo. And what? Sturo. Sturo. Okay. I don't know what the last two are, just so everybody knows at home. They're odd. Okay. They're very psychological terms. We'll just move past them. But confusion is even an altered state of consciousness. Oh, yeah. I can see that. I could see, like, you know, people like depression being an altered state of consciousness, confusion, like you said. Well, shoot. I mean, we don't have to get like diseases like dementia and stuff. No, it is. That's a full. I mean, I got it later. I literally am going to talk about Alzheimer's and dementia. I have it right here in the next little. Two I mean, seconds away. That's an obvious altered state of conscious. But it is. Right, it is. And I have a ghost story for you when we get to there. Ooh, ghost dementia? Kind of. <laughs> uh, functions of consciousness. Consciousness has several biological and social functions. For example, allows us to process information, choose our actions, set priorities, learn and adapt new information fast, and make decisions and more time-sensitive manners. Consciousness is a central state of philosophy, spirituality, religion, and it's all required self-awareness, which is the impossibility, or is impossible without consciousness. Hmm. So, changes in consciousness over time. Uh, brain infections, brain tumor, Alzheimer's, dementia, drug use, uh, epilepsy, heart disease, heart or heat stroke, lack of oxygen to the brain, low blood sugar, poisoning, shock, and stroke. You forgot hammer to the head. That was uh, brain trauma. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> you talking to me? No, why? I got hit in the head with a hammer. Oh, you did? Dad dropped one when we were building the cabin in Michigan right on the ball, the teeth of the hammer. Hit me right on the top of the skull, and I <laughs> I dropped. It was... I don't know if you've ever had pain, not pain. Okay. 
I didn't hurt at first, but everything in my body was like convulsing. Okay. It was an odd thing. It was a very odd sensation. Interesting. And then everything hurt. Then everything hurt. But after? everything in my body, all the pain receptors were going off without pain. Okay. It was. I can't explain it. It is odd to think about. You didn't see like a flash of white light when it hit you, did you? Oh no! Yeah. Okay. I was out. I've been there. Okay. If it's no, happened, it, the teeth hit me right on the top of the skull <laughs> from a, like thirty foot drop. Funny, I said that. Then you said it right in the lap. I thought you were making fun of me. No, it's like I. Some. It's like I. Oh, maybe our your subconscious. Then I started. That's when I actually the, the that summer's when my migraine started. So I blame dad. He listens to the show too. So I still blame dad. Maybe your subconscious secretly linked to my subconscious and told me I to say that. I was so nauseous <laughs> for days. I should it, have got checked out. It but is a Alzheimer's funny visual. in uh, dementia. So recently, uh, Brent Han from uh, Sari 51, big podcast, big paranormal podcast. He was sharing his personal story. Uh, basically, his wife's grandfather coming back to them and sharing information about, and this it's a very long story. It's his story. It's mm-hmm. very long. I'm telling you, giving the short version. Talking to a medium, essentially. Okay. That didn't want any money, didn't really want anything to do with it, the situation. Uh, was saying, basically told them to apologize. He, he wants them to apologize to Mary on behalf of him. And then the family didn't know who Mary was. Nobody knew who Mary was. And it was his hospice nurse. Mm, okay. And he would grab at her and stuff like that and, you know, be very inappropriate. And he, I guess, in the afterlife, felt very upset about that because mm. it's not him. He's yeah. like, I'm not inappropriate like that. I really, it was, I'm, he's like, I'm very upset about my actions towards that young lady. Mm, okay. So will somebody just apologize and tell her that's not how I was in life? Like, yeah. So that's just an interesting thing that if that story is fully true as in everything is how it seems to be. Yeah. Then consciousness returns to you, to the state you were. Yeah. And it's weird with, I can talk about Christianity that, you know, a lot our consciousness is what moves on and we get put back, you know. Like, I believe there's a lot of Alzheimer's patients that I worked with Alzheimer's patients, dementia patients. You're not there anymore. Yeah. There's not like a lot of anything going on. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like something else is clouding I've, the actual you in yeah. there. And I don't, yeah, it could be everything from demons to just disease. I mean, right. Really, yeah. It's hard to. And it's just like you're put in the back same, seat. Yeah. It's, I mean, same thing at that. At the, in the day, it's the same thing, demons <laughs> and disease. I mean, so, I think one's physical, one's well, s- spiritual or meta metaphysical. You could put like it's all, it's all kind of the same thing. But yeah, and then there's a lot of theories about consciousness and how it came to be. Uh, so everything from integrated information theory to global workspace theory. Integrated information theory is the approach that looks at consciousness by learning more than a physical process of underlining our conscious experience. The, the, the simplified version is that consciousness derived from being able to integrate information more quickly and efficiently into adaptation. So a lot okay. of this is that consciousness had to adapt and evolve so we could survive better and more efficiently. Okay. Uh, and that's one. In the global workplace theory, theory suggests that the memory banks of which the brain draws information from and experience our consciousness awareness. Uh, while integrated information theory focuses more on the identification, or identification whether an organism is conscious, the global workplace theory offers much more of a broader approach to understanding of how consciousness works. Mm. So global workplace is that, uh, that it's actively, you are formed. So a lot of people talk about like, it's kind of a meme or a joke that 
like you're four or five years old, you're watching Barney, and then you snap to reality, like your your, your first self realization. That when you when was the first time you looked down at your hands and realized you were you? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, gosh, it's I don't it's know. hard. Yeah, it, I don't it, know. I think mine was at a birthday party. Hmm. It was really the first time I was uh, me. Hmm. And that's what this theory is more talking about: is once you get enough stored information, you form your consciousness. Yeah. And then you—that's that moment you snap to. Hmm. Okay. And but it's it's a universally human thing, that it's four or five, sometimes later, sometimes earlier, uh, to where you snap into reality mentally. But don't they say like your first what is not your first year, but like from like two to seven is when you like build your whole personality, your whole ego. A lot of your a lot of your traits. Yeah. Yeah. It's built right then in those mm-hmm. years. So I wonder if that has to do with you know kind of the snapping too. Mm-hmm affect being within that age range yeah i don't know i don't i can't really recall if i had that moment or that moment that happened to me in life i don't know i mean you had everybody has yeah, right it. everyone has it's it. just remembering it i think i was at my i don't know it was my birthday party but it was a birthday party and i remember feeling bad for something hmm. and it's like that first real thing where i looked down and i was realizing i had actions like yeah like i have power well, no, I could like, do bad. Right, exactly. Like, I, I did this. Like, I'm in self-control mm-hmm. mode. This is me. It literally, and it's a human experience. Yeah. It's weird. It's it's very odd. Hmm. So that's what this theory is more gearing towards, is that once you accrue enough information is when you snap into you. Interesting. More okay. like a computer. You're right, yeah. Or like we're talking about with AI and such. It's like a... It needs a big enough data bank. It's like a... Modern video games. When you start playing now, now there's hardly a physical copy disc or anything. You have to download it, right? So now you download the game, but you can only play like the first hour of it because it downloads that little section in the beginning so you can play the game, and then the rest of the game still download in the background. So that by the time you finish that first hour, you have to sit it down and still let it finish doing its thing. So you know if once that first little section's up, and then you're into the actual real game, it's like you snap too. Like, oh, this mm. is what the real game is. All sure. right. I'm done through that like demo stage or the tutorials. Any any comments about what we just went over with all these different theories of how consciousness came to be? Hmm. I, I mean, other than the fact that they are just theories right now. They're and, just theories. And even yeah. in psychology, there's not uh, a... So I'm not a psychologist. I was a biologist. But in psychology, there doesn't seem to be one that's more favored over another. Right, yeah. It's pretty uh, ambiquitous of just whatever. That's kind of all I was going to say is just seems like you kind of could mix and match all these together, mm-hmm. and they'd all work. Ready for some biology? Sure. Okay. Now, as we talked about at the beginning, is that people put their souls, their consciousness, in different parts of their body. Is consciousness intelligence? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, there's an animal we're going to talk about. I don't. I think proves that it's not. Yeah. Consciousness and intelligence is not, but consciousness consciousness can take memories and move them forward. Okay. Learned information. Right. So we're going to talk about flatworms. Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> what a transition. So we're going to uh, just like. Con- like, I don't know. You're saying all this stuff about like you know deep philosophical 
consciousness comments, and then all right, so we're gonna talk about flatworms. <laughs> it's just, it's just like it's such a basic animal. They're not. <laughs> I know. It just sounds funny. They're not basic. How dare you? Flatworm. Now this is a big problem with people how they view flatworms. Yeah, is they're actually incredibly complex organisms. Hmm. They actually share almost all of our same organ groups with us, which is very odd for an invertebrate. Yeah, it is. They're very, they're, they're very similar to us and how they're set up. Hmm. Which is when they're you look at worms are completely different kind of systems. Yeah, these guys actually have almost all of our same organ groups and the brain with a centralized nerve system, and so on and so forth. So they can feel pain. <laughs> yeah, they can feel a lot of pain. <laughs> uh, there's over twenty five known twenty five thousand known species of these guys. Okay, uh, these guys produce anywhere between you know ten thousand and a hundred thousand eggs at a time. Uh, but yeah, these guys are. Helping us understand consciousness right now. Mm. So there's a lot of work with him. Uh, so the immortality in nature is the name of a big article that these guys are a part of. Uh, they're technically immortal. And by that, I mean that they're immortal like the immortal jellyfish. Okay. There's no such thing as an old planaria. So they're actually using these guys to show that the like uh, heat exchange does not kill organisms. So, like, a lot of these, there's a hard thing understanding death in an organism. Okay. I know these are big thoughts. I'm absorbing. Um, the big thoughts. Everybody can't see at home, but Jay is rubbing his head. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm soaking this all in right now. Oh, we should have done an ad break. Let's do it now. You want to do an ad break? Yeah. Okay, okay guys. We'll be back. Jay's got Jay's to gotta calm down. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back from our little we're break. We're back. All right, so like we were saying, if so we use these guys to understand kind of heat death or that organisms burn themselves up over time, and that's why we die. We age. We start losing our cells, uh, you know, reproductive capabilities. Okay. It's kind of a hard thing. It's, there's a lot of big fancy words we could use, but we don't need to for this, exper- for this exercise. Basically, organisms age because they start to break down over time. Okay. That doesn't seem to be well. Flatworms prove that eh, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So why we think jellyfish could do this? Immortal jellyfish, for example, is because they're very simple. 
very incredibly simple animals. They are capable of feats, but uh, not a lot of organelles, not a lot of organs, not a lot of complex nerve systems. Like a lot of upkeep. They're very simple. Yeah. Flatworms aren't. They actually share a lot of their same organ systems we do, mm-hmm. including a complex brain. So how could they do this feat then? So they're really there's a lot of biologists moving towards us that shows that age and death are very it's very odd. Like it's it's a it's a hard concept to wrap your head around, but it may not be what we think it is. Okay. They might not be like an interlinked relationship between the two. Right. Okay. It may be something we can escape from. Hmm. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, they have true symmetry. So that means, yes. Okay. That when you cut them in half, they look identical. On like, both sides, yeah. yeah. Like we do. Yeah. Uh, well, but they most, have, mostly. Yeah. Besides our organs, but. And it's really only one. Kind of. Ish. The heart. Heart, you're right, yeah. Uh, biology is advanced just like us. They have brains, internal organs. Their head with uh, they have a head. Uh, they have a true head and a tail. They have a long digestive system. They have a centralized nerve system. Uh, they do not age. They're true immortals. So, what am I getting at here? What it, what c- experiment with consciousness? I don't. So, I don't flatworms know. do have a cool ability. If you cut off a decent chunk of them, they'll regrow back. Okay. Uh, so they were training flatworms to do mazes, to do food puzzles. To do uh, all these courses, like, and these flatworms had figured out the fastest route, and they knew the fastest route. Yeah. So they remembered the puzzle. They remembered the system, the left, right, left, right, left, to get the food reward fastest. Gotcha. They were then cutting the tails off of those flatworms. So no, no brain. brain, barely any central nerve system. Okay. They would let the tails grow into a fully formed new flatworm. So it grow a new brain. Yes. Okay. And then it would remember the maze fully. It would remember every test ever taught to it. Hmm. Like it had been doing this the whole time. So it's like the same worm. Yes. So this is where they're getting into consciousness. Yeah. It's not a system of stored information, but maybe storing information. It's weird. Consciousness may be its own thing separate right. from information. So this is what we're using the flatworm experiment for. That they were doing it like they were cutting these little pieces off with almost no nerve endings in them. And they would remember everything. So they're like basically making clones by doing that. Yes. Okay. But they remember everything. Right. Every life experience up to that point. Exactly, yeah. Every test. Like every Everything learned. Like a straight up real clone of that mm-hmm. same individual, yeah. That's crazy. So what do you think about that? I don't know. That's With just, consciousness. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it should be possible or work like that, but... Oh, it bothers a lot of people. Yeah, this, this bothers a lot of people. This is odd. There's scientists just screaming at these flatworms saying, you're not supposed to be able to do this. Yeah, because, I mean, you're essentially having the same thoughts, like, or, you know, I don't know, being duplicated. That's weird. I don't know. That's an, that's an odd uh, but there's, thing uh, to even wrap my head around. It is a really big study, a really large study, and it's called the, uh, uh, this name of the study is Immortality in Nature. Uh, these guys do have different behaviors, though, as in, Different, almost personalities. Between the two, like, clones? Yes. Oh, really? So, they're different, but the same. Yeah. It's very odd. It's a hard thing for humans to understand. Because it's taking stuff that we fundamentally think we understand and breaking it. I know what it's like. That's, okay, let's hear this. It's like an, uh, how would you do it? It's like in Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. When he goes forward in time, or back in time, and then he comes back to back to the future how uh like the timelines kind of switch you know because each sure. affected things 
so he essentially has the same thoughts, but now he's living in this new world that he essentially was created. And now he's living his life through that. So now that Marty McFly is going to have different thoughts and experiences from that point forward as compared to the old other Marty McFly in the original timeline with his thoughts. But at that same point in time when he goes back, he's still the same Marty. But from that point forward, they have their own experiences. I have another example for you. Yeah. Let's, uh, cause I think people are really having trouble understanding that a flatworm is a complex animal, right? You know, so they look at them like worms and they're right, not, like they're basic. very, they're very, very different from worms. Yeah. Uh, they're much more closely related to us than worms. Okay. Um, so let's take a German shepherd. Okay. Imagine a dog, very complex animal, right? Right. You cut the tail off the dog. I mean, they just mean like the end of the tail. Okay. It regrows a completely new German shepherd that remembers everything trained yeah. to that other German shepherd. So when I say a little bit of a nerve system, I mean a little bit, not anything holding any true data. Right, yeah. Uh, and then regrows, but has a different personality. It may prefer this food over this food. It may do this thing over this thing. But the trials and the tr- and then the training, it remembers everything of that. It's almost like it was born again, but from that same mold. It's very odd. It's a hard it thing. It so is. this is where we're getting into consciousness versus intelligence. Yeah. Because like... If if it's regrown its own whatever brain or its own body, and now there's two of them, where does consciousness originate? Was it originated then right there as it was regrowing itself? Did like it absorb a new consciousness? Or is consciousness just in our bodies? Yeah. Like it's in our is bodies. Is it a physical thing that's in within us already? Like it's a thing that's just attached to us. Like it's not hosted in the brain. Well, it's not a part of the memory or learning system. It's just us. What if the what if consciousness is just hive mind thought of our cells, each individual cell Shh, in our body? Save it. Uh, that's all it is. Mm. Now, no, I I could the consciousness is more like attached to the cells versus attached to the brain or attached to any organ system directly. Mm-hmm. It's more attached to the unit. So when it breaks apart, it does form two different units. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to. Hopefully you guys at home are enjoying this episode. This is a wild ride. Let's get to the paranormal, though. Okay. Do you have anything for planaria before we get to paranormal? For for what? Planaria. Flatworms. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's what they're called. Use those, sci- those I Latin try not things. to. <laughs> I know. Um, no, uh, no, it's very weird. It's just weird. I didn't know about that. Consciousness affects the paranormal. So this will be our last little segment. Okay. Now, this is like different layers of existence. Altered states allow us to see. Uh, so they, they're basically like mushrooms talking and demons. So what I mean by this is that we can do stuff to alter our states of consciousness. Right. And see different worlds. In my opinion, some of those are real. Some of those aren't. You know, it's manufacturing by chemicals in the brain and so on and so forth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of them are real, though. And you're talking to real creatures. I don't think you're leaving. I don't think you're going anywhere. Because a lot of these talk about astral projection. When a lot of people look at this like mushroom trips, you're astral yeah. projecting somewhere else. I don't think you're going anywhere. I think it's all here, and you're taking a step one way or the other Mm -hmm. in seeing the world through their lens. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking to these, what I believe are mushroom beings, these colonial organisms, these big, narrow networks, Mm -hmm. when you're talking to them, there's the ones that are outside your house. Right, yeah. You're talking to the ones here. You're talking to the ones that are experiencing it with you, and you're crossing enough wires to where you get to talk to them for a short period of time. And vice versa, the demonic ones, when you more do more like the DMT trips and, you know, the more 
harder ones like peyote and stuff like that where yeah, you get to more ayahuasca and scary thing. entities. Yeah. They're, they probably are real at some point, and they're always around you, but you're able to communicate with them for a short period of time. Hmm. What do you think about this? What if instead, here's another thought mm-hmm. too, um, your consciousness, like the vessel, like so we talked about earlier, you or your body is like a, it's a vessel, and then your consciousness could be like a remote somewhere remote, you know, and then it's it's almost like your brain is like the receiver on a on like an antenna, and your consciousness it's it's receiving your consciousness, so you're controlling your body, you know, you're in, you know you look at your hands. You tell your fingers to move. They just don't do mm-hmm. it on their. I mean, some people as they move on their own, but for the most part. But you don't. Te- you don't tell your heart to beat. You don't tell right. your things yeah. like that. Things like that. That's like the robot part. That's where that. The animal. Yeah, the animal part. Um, but what if um when you do like these hard, you know, hallucinogens or something that takes you somewhere else in a different world? What if it takes you to where that your original consciousness is residing? And then you actually get a glimpse and see where it's actually at in its own space. And then when you snap back, it comes back to the vessel, which is you, here on this realm. Or this dimension, even. What if it is just going back to the dimension where it's originally at? That brings me to my next one. Oh, really? It's the connection between all beings. Mm. Whether it's human, whale, mushroom. Amoeba. Anything with what we consider that has consciousness. Right, yeah. And I do think there are some simpler animals that may not have consciousness or simpler plants that may not have consciousness. I don't think it's inherently available to everything, but I think there's a lot of stuff that has it. Mm-hmm. I eat trees and whales and mushrooms. That when you, That's exactly what I think you were saying, is that it's the connection between everything. It's that mm-hmm. little spark of what we consider intelligent life. Yeah. But it's in everything. Mm-hmm. And there's varying levels, you know. A tree does have intelligence, in my mind. Uh, is it as complex as ours? Probably not. But and that it, probably doesn't need to be. That's it doesn't. The thing. You know, they do save their offspring. They do. Yeah. Trees do a lot of planning. Oh, tell them about um, after after a really quick okay. heavy rain. So you guys ever? And we're gonna save this for that big episode we're trying to work out in the future. Uh, but I'll give you the quick. If you guys are ever driving in the hilly or mountainous areas, and you see one, it looks after a big rain or during a big rain. It looks like steam is coming off of one part of the mountain or the hill, like literally one little isolated. It looks like almost fire. Mm-hmm. That is actually a large tree trying to save its offspring from drowning. So what they do is they, and this you look at, everybody can look it up. It's scientifically proven. They pretty much essentially drink all the water as fast as they can out of the soil and gas it off through their leaves. Because mm-hmm. uh, trees directly around them will take care of their offspring. They'll actually dump nutrients to them. And before a large tree dies, it wants its offspring to take its spot in the canopy. So it'll dump all of its nutrients right before it dies. Mm-hmm. It will not wait to, like, it'll kill itself yeah. right before it's going to die anyways to make sure its its offspring take its spot. It R- wants its kids right. to take over. So that's that's pretty intelligent. It's it's some form of intelligence. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's pretty intelligent. Or it's just reactionary intelligent? It's nature it's, it's, intelligent? It's something. I don't know. It's There's something there. Yeah. Okay. But for this water, they literally can sense their their kids release uh, uh, enzymes that say, hey, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. Yeah. So the big tree literally drank everything and as much as it can. And I the remember Ron, uh, Ron Cass, a college professor I had, is the one that did it, like gallons per minute, and it's crazy. It's like, I, I don't want to say the wrong number, but if I remember right, it's like, 
up to 50 or 60 gallons a minute for some of these giant trees. That's craziness. And it's a lot of water trying to, because the big guy is not going to drown. Yeah. It, remember, trees breathe through their roots. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize. Uh, that's why cypress trees have the nodules that come up around out of mm. the water is so they can breathe. Mm, makes sense. Uh, it's They're odd. They're odd organisms. Oh, yeah. Well, that's tree consciousness. So what if this is the connection between all beings? And that innately, consciousness just is a gift that is given between all beings. All living beings and, yeah. And various levels. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is not intelligence, in my in my opinion. What do you think? It's just self-awareness, maybe? Yes. Okay. Like, a tree understanding it's a tree and it has kids. Mm-hmm. Or, it's, yeah, it has its task to perform it. It's... It's doing. It's not intelligent it's just, by what we would consider yeah. intelligences. But it's aware. It but needs it's self-aware yes. that it needs to protect its offspring to promote its future. Right. That's hmm. different. There's those are, and it's hard for humans to separate because it's so ingrained mm-hmm. for us that consciousness is intelligence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. It's very different. A very inintelligent person and a very intelligent person still have the same level of self-understanding. For the most part, unless there's a disease or sickness involved. Yeah, or, I'm just saying like... But for the most part, yes. Yeah. I say 9.9 times out of 10, yes. Yeah, but So, intelligence is different. That's a hard thing for people to understand. Hmm. Another thing we want to talk about is it affects the reality, reality around us. Like Jay was talking about with the double slit experiment. Yeah. Uh, also, poltergeist activity is often attributed to humans. Mm-hmm. That we are literally causing this stuff. It is... Uh, Mostly, and we'll talk about this. Uh, this is kind of, if you have younger kids in the car, I'm going to talk about some coming into girlhood or womanhood problems. It is normally associated with a young girl that is coming into her first period or her first set of periods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because it's a very stressful situation for a young girl. Uh, blood's coming out of your body. I didn't happen to me, so I can't speak to it, but it would very stress me out if one day I looked down and there was just blood. I'm pretty sure that happened to you once. It did, but different reasons. Oh, different And I, it was areas. a lot of, like, screaming. <laughs> the blood was secondary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, yeah. The kidney stone is what we're talking <laughs> no, about. Okay, okay. Uh, the blood was secondary. Pressure was first. Mm. Uh, anyways, so this is a lot of psychic energy or conscious energy that is being produced by this, you know, rough transition. Yeah. And that seems to be when poltergeist activity spikes. And poltergeist is not ghost activity. It's very different. Yeah. It's it, very unintelligent, violent, and it's no reasoning, no no rhyme or reason to what is happening around you. Right. Just stuff flying off, bad smells, knocks on the wall, uh, but no like certain aggressiveness. And there's a couple times poltergeist, true poltergeist speak, but it's normally through the girl. Mm. And... It, I'm not saying it's not real. I think it could be very real, and it's consciousness affecting reality. Mm-hmm. Extreme pits of consciousness changing the world around us. Right, yeah. In Like we've talked about the double slit experiment, the reality can change, can morph from just being observed. Mm-hmm. So if that is consciousness affecting that, it'd be interesting. So it what would, do you think about the poltergeist kind of angle? Um, I, th- I do think, I mean, our thoughts do have a lot of power. You know there was a quote we we our football coach had in high school um, that he had hung up on his wall, and I, when I first saw, it, I didn't really understand it, but now now I get it. You know, it's fully as years pass, it's like oh, that's what that means. And the quote was like, uh, 
you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That was the quote. So the, the, the thought behind it all is it's the thought behind it all. It's your thought and intention going in. That's what matters most. Because if you think you can do something, you can probably do it. If you think you can't do it, something, you're probably not going to do it, be able to do it. I mean, so, yeah, there's exceptions where you surprise yourself, but or maybe just subconsciously deep down you knew you could after all along. But you just see like uh, people, you know, in most experiences, if you're a cool, calm collective and you're and you know you can do something more times than not, you're going to follow through and accomplish your task at hand. But it's just the thought, the, the intention and the thought behind it, which is your consciousness, in my opinion. I, I think that's your consciousness affecting outcomes. To certain degrees. Now, speaking to that, yeah, that could even explain some of the freaky cryptids we get. Mm, okay. The biologically non-sound, the end-and-field horror and stuff like that. Yeah. That it first was seen by kids. Mm-hmm. Kids imagining their boogeyman, the weirdest, freakiest monster. And then once the dad got involved, he's seen it was real. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. It's not there for you. Mm. It's whether it's a psychic phenomena that's being produced by the world with mixing with your consciousness mm-hmm. or your consciousness fully mm-hmm. producing these odd things. I think a lot of Bigfoot encounters are these secondary Bigfoot encounters, rocks being thrown, that kind of stuff could be you wanting it so bad, your consciousness, or even being scared of it. And then your consciousness putting that out into the world and the world reacting. Yeah, almost create, yeah, the world itself reacting to you. The universe, the world, whatever yeah. you want to call it, yeah. it's reacting. It's a very, I think the if you, that level of energy is very simple, so it can be resonated and return whatever you're putting out into it, and very yeah. mimicking. I think that's very a lot more common than people realize, and I think that's like a not like a secret of the world. So we talked about works, it with with but. Bigfoot that if you look at a lot of these secondary Bigfoot encounters, not saying that there aren't secondary Bigfoot encounters, there are, but you have a bad smell. Mm-hmm. Something flies at you, mm-hmm. and you hear a loud knocks. If that was in a house, you'd call it poltergeist activity. Right, yeah. 100%. In the woods? It's Bigfoot. Yeah. But not saying it's—I don't think it's always Bigfoot. I think it's poltergeist activity. Right, yeah. I it think it's you doing it. Could and be one of the same. You're not realizing you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's you doing it. You are in these high-stress situations, whether you really want it to happen or you really don't want it to happen. It doesn't happen to a lot of the average people. You know, it happens to Bigfooters. Mm-hmm. It happens to people that are terrified of the woods. Right, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting thought, you know, if we're creating it or if it's really happening. Like, can kind of be both. But it is. It's, you are creating, and it is really yeah, happening. Exactly. It's, it's I almost, think, like, so, I, I was just going to say, I think everything in the world is a physical and a spiritual. They're integrated. Like, yeah, meta, physical and metaphysical. We I hate saying that. We live on the medical plane. Or the, not the medical. We live on the physical plane. <laughs> we kind of do live on a medical plane right now, too. Big pharma. Yeah. No, but we live on the physical plane. Right, yes. But the the physical plane's also affected by the... 100%. It's all integrated. Spiritual plane or whatever, yeah. It mm-hmm. just overlaps, and they both... There's a balance between both, and one affects the other, and vice versa. It's just uh, the fine. That's the fine balance in life. Now, did we have these creatures before we had the stories, or vice versa? Did we make up stories, right? And then we called the creatures into reality due to consciousness, right? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it big could, thoughts it could, could be both ways. Big thoughts could be both ways, and I don't know how they even how do you even figure the answer that I, how oh, you even you, figure it out. It'll be way long after we're dead. <laughs> I'm sure there's some genius out there that's listening to the show that 
is a fan, you know, a fan of the show that can provide an answer for us. Well thought out. The last kind of one I have is this, that we're fruiting bodies of mushrooms. That's a long time theory that gets popped up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That we, all animals are actually fungus. And there's a lot of evidence of this, uh, that animals sprouted from the fungal, like the fungal uh, order. Yeah. Animalia came from fungus. Yeah. Uh, that this consciousness is a is a ancient trait from the colonialism of fungal colonies that nodes can have basically its own intelligence, its own actions. But when it comes back to the, the group, it shares information mm-hmm. even within other species. Mm-hmm. So there's some theories that this consciousness is actually fungal intelligence that is carrying on. By that, I mean, it doesn't even maybe not connected with modern day fungus, mm-hmm. but it's from us coming from fungus and, having this kind of ancient trait that we really can't explain anymore and that when you start doing these altered states of consciousness is when it starts flooding in right it's those those memories come back yeah or the ability to connect fully back yeah to an order that's why it can be really freaky you could be connecting to a dolphin and it's it's, it's not a good thing when you don't know what you're doing <laughs> yeah dolphins are scary oh yeah they are or a shark like people talking about some of these entities they meet are fully predatory no intelligence mm. as far as what we could say. Conscious, but no intelligence. Right. And they're just, mo- they're eat- there to eat. Yep. They're and that could be very shark, you f- know. Fulfill sharks are monsters. Oh, yeah. But they will eat. They, right. They, they're they're very, sharks remind me more of computers. The same thing with fungus. Mm-hmm. Their types of intelligence are much more robotic, much more AI driven. Simplest the simplest solutions for complex equations. Right. Action Capable reaction. Of doing very extreme complex calculations, but they will always pick the simplest answer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you think about that? I never really thought about that before. Especially like meeting other I, I guess beings in an altered state of conscious. So we are in, in that theory, we are all there like every animal right. is a body of fungus. Right, yeah. A, a in that theory. Which, you know, if you really just stick to straight, like, biology, yeah, I you know, mushrooms and funguses were here first, as far as we know, you know, as far as... Yeah, and they are. The f- there's a lot of record. biologists that say that they're... Yeah. That they, animals came from them. So, and what if, what if uh, you know, in the creation of us now, you know, like, the stages for us to be where we are now, I mean, what if we did start off as, like, mushrooms like that to seed this space we call Earth? It was started with the seeding of mushrooms, and then they, you know, shaped the lands that we see today. And then once that was ready, then it's like, okay, now let's change into, like, diff- different areas. You know, we're plants, we're sharks, we're trees, and all sorts of fauna. So plants are d- not descendants, probably, from fungus. Eh, we don't know. Uh, just because of chlorophyll. Well, then maybe That's th- a whole other magic. Maybe, like, one of them, like, figured out, hey, this works for us. And it's chlorophyll is a big part of tonight's Patreon discussion. That's right, yeah. Wait, chlorophyll? More like borophyll. Except it's magic. Yeah, exactly. Literally magic. See, it wasn't borophyll, uh, Billy Madison. Science has magic, whether people want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. John Parsons. John Parsons? Did the, the sex magic for rockets. Oh, okay, okay. With Aleister Crowley, not that's not a joke. No, I know it's not. I he, just he like literally the, is the one that developed like. I just like that whole sentence. Sex it's magic real for though. Gates. It sounds like a CD, like an album. He had a sex house for magic, and they would go and build rockets for NASA. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's a whole lot of, I mean, that sort of energy. So then there's and him and Aleister Crowley were friends, and then they fought. And then there's that like that sexual conscious energy too. That's like super powerful. I mean, 
I don't know if we're going to get in that in this episode. Maybe that could no, be a Patreon that's, episode. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's something we need to... There's people that will use, like, that form of energy and really, like, use it as, like, a powerful thing. And, like, they can hold power over... They can do... I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. Because it's a release of psychic energy or conscious yeah. energy. And it's focus. It's really mm-hmm. strong energy. Because, like, uh, I don't know. When you're, when you're hyper-focused on, like that in particular like but reproducing it's a, mix, it's a mix of animalistic yes it is so it's like very two mega powers combining mm-hmm. not to reference wrestling or anything but it's like when hulk hogan and randy savage macho man come together that's come together. that's when the mega powers I combine know. a lot of sexual energy between them too <laughs> now do you have anything else for consciousness um oh here's a thought it just popped in my head when we were talking it yeah. made me think about uh there was a story that about this. You ever hear about the lady who had a, uh, she had a heart transplant, like you know from. Yeah, so continue. And There's so a she, movie about this. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe. It, I mean, it it's could different. Be, there yeah. is a movie with this this, okay, idea behind it. So she had a heart transplant, and uh, the lady that she had gotten her heart from, well, so the lady that was sick and needed the heart transplant used to hate peanut butter, never liked mm-hmm. it. Then she got a new heart from this woman that who was dying or had died mm-hmm. but she was you know brain dead so she got her heart and then after she you know it healed and rece- her body received the new heart she all of a sudden started getting like cravings for peanut butter like late night cravings couldn't explain it just would go to the kitchen spoonfuls of peanut butter and just eat it because she just she felt like she needed it so then when she she actually met with the family of the woman whose heart she got mm-hmm. and then she started telling them like you know how great you know grateful and thankful she was one for what happened but then she started telling about the peanut butter and there was another thing too i can't remember exactly what it was and then the family told him oh she loved peanut butter like she absolutely loved it that was one of her favorite things and then she also had like some memories too that she brought up exactly like the flatworms yeah which is that's craziness so well some people thought like so there was the thought of that yeah and then other people thought like uh memories and stuff aren't all stored in your brain that's what we're talking about with the flatworms yes. consciousness is different than intelligence well some people think they were stored they might be stored in the human heart too like your heart might i think it's all cells oh just all cells in general yeah. okay and it's like when you get these trans because that's not a unique story yeah as in far as stuff being carried over with transplants right yeah uh there was a movie and this this is going to be a butchering of this movie because i just remember watching as a kid because it involved aliens but a guy got uh, her husband died in like Iraq or something, and he was his whole thing was like communicating with aliens. Okay. And a guy got his his art, you know, as a transplant. Okay. And this guy started building this machine in his basement that he had no idea what he was building. He was just compelled to build. To do it, it yeah. He didn't understand what he was building. He mm-hmm. didn't know what he was building. Mm-hmm. And finally, the wife met and everything. It was the communication device for the aliens. Oh. And did he ever finish it? Yeah, did and the aliens actually, huh? Did he communicate? Yeah, and that's I won't ruin the end of the movie because it's actually a pretty good movie. Hmm. But he didn't know what he was building the whole oh, time. It wasn't like a documentary, right? No. Okay. It was like a movie. It in was my like, head, I was, it had some goofy movie. Like it yeah. was like kind of a not a goofy movie, but it had some funny bits and right, stuff yeah. like that. But it I had you. some serious notes. Yeah. It's from I'm gonna say like the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember a single actor in it. I watched it probably too young because it had some scary scenes in it. You don't remember the name of it, do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sure we can find it. Well, Robert Smith. 
Yeah, we'll have to lean There's on your him. shout out, Robert Smith. What's his podcast? Support your local podcast. There you go. Check him out. Jay's yes. been on it. Oh, yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Great podcast. Uh, but Robert, now you have to reciprocate that and tell me what movie I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sure it'll pop Good up. Good luck. Yeah. He'll I know think it. it was on VC- VCR. VHS. Yeah. You play it in a VCR. Mm-hmm. You're right. I know. But that that is that's the flatworm experiment. Yeah. It's essentially that is that uh, some form of consciousness gets carried over. Right, yeah. But the flatworm has a completely different personality. Yeah. With the same memories. Mm, okay. Or learned behaviors as right. well, you know. Right, right, right. So that's what that movie's about this and it literally it looks like I just remember it was like the biggest goofiest giant ball of wires and machine. Literally it was like a big yarn ball. And then it was I had a phone right in the dead center of it, and that's how he <laughs> talked to the aliens. That's hilarious. But he had no idea what he's building. Yeah. And he was scared. To, I think he, if I remember right, he was scared to answer the phone. Gotcha. Because the phone kept ringing like after he was done, and he's like, he's like, I have no idea why I'm building this. I thought I was getting like I thought I was like an artist or something, like just like yeah. this is what art flair was. Right. Yeah. And then it started working, and it scared him. Yeah. So he like tracked down. I think he tracked down. The woman's husband or the husband's w- wife. Gotcha. And, and he's like, what out. is this? Yeah. What is this thing? Yes. Ever okay. since I got your husband's heart, like, hmm. the phone doesn't stop ringing. So maybe that movie could be a form of soft disclosure. I almost threw it. I almost did. I think it's, I'm telling you, soft disclosure. But there's a baby in the next room. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I didn't hit one of the aliens Cause he's with not, it. Because he's not crying right now. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason. <laughs> he was already crying. But yeah, do you have anything else? About about the whole consciousness yeah. thing, uh, I mean. Final thoughts. Okay, final thoughts. I mean, this could be. We well, so, can keep going on. There's oh, angles yeah. with the plants. There's angles with the whole part. Yeah. Stuff. This is kind of the intro into this stuff, and this is not our typical episode, but it's one that we want to do for a while because it does bleed in to a yeah. lot of the other paranormal and mm-hmm. the other biological, and it's it's. I think it's a a thing that humans take for granted that we think we understand, and we actually have no idea what it is. Yeah, we don't. I don't spend too much. I mean, I think about it. I think. Not often. I'm talking scientists that study this. St- study this. Have no idea what it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But we we take it for granted. This is one of the the scientific things that we just take for granted that we think we got mm-hmm. it figured out. The average person thinks we got it figured out. No scientist understands mm-hmm. this fully, and I will fight to that tooth and nail. Yeah. I don't care who you say you are. Psychologists don't like. It's pretty much just accepted. Mm-hmm. And there's like 85 different theories of why it exists, but we just know it exists. So like I said with the black hole at the beginning of the show, yeah. that it's the exact opposite. We have the phenomena. It don't have the understanding. Right, yeah. The black hole, we have the math that says something should exist, and then we found it. Right, yeah. We just didn't have the phenomena. Then yeah. we found it. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. Um, I just, I don't know if you, I just kind of view consciousness as like a, like, uh, like you said, a collective. Like we all kind of add to the collective consciousness, the collective memories of all of us are combined somewhere, because you know when you when you pass in this life, you know I don't I don't think your consciousness dies. You know energy can't be destroyed or created, so I think that does live on and carries on. Um, so, but I where does it, you know where does it go? Where does it end up at? And I maybe it just ends up where it's where it originates, which I don't know where, but um, in a giant mushroom. Uh, in a giant mushroom, Remember probably. kids. Yes. And don't lick God. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You don't like that. You don't want that. But I think when uh, I think your consciousness, it's almost like a, like playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, you are the person with the controller controlling the character on the screen. 
you know, that character on the, sc- on the screen isn't creating his own thoughts or his own movements and things like that. But you are the person holding controller. So when you translate that to like real life, I think our bodies, us, when you look in the mirror and see yourself or move around the world, navigate in the world, that's the character in the game, like Grand Theft Auto. But your consciousness is the one holding the controller, controlling your body, and, you know, deciding your actions you're taking um, until, like, the subconscious takes over. You know, you can kind of do stuff without even realizing you're doing it. But when you actually stop and think about it, that's your consciousness, you know, it, you know kind of just, like, remoting itself into your vessel and contr- and doing what you want to do. Like, you are in control of yourself, and, uh, and then you know, I think your consciousness will affect physical reality around you, but it's your thought and your mindset and your tension behind it that kind of controls it or drives it or shapes it in, in a sense. So then their physical body can then navigate through those waters or whatever test, I guess, uh, is, is faced in front of you. No, I mean, it's all interesting. I, I think I'm very much in the under... Personally, consciousness is the soul, mm-hmm. and the soul is why you can connect to these other things. Not that it's a part of something greater. You're an individual soul as well. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, and that's why consciousness is not intelligence. It's a very, it's just a hard thing for people to understand. Yeah. Is that you think that you're intelligent because you can rationalize yourself and understand that you're on a rock in space or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not intelligence. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. There's fiercely intelligent animals that are not as conscious as us. Right. And there's some intelligent people that are not reptiles that are not conscious at all. I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been the infamous Jay, right? Sure. Just the normal Jade. I don't believe it, but sure. Just the normal one. No funny business. Uh, Normal flat back here. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.